Hey, Natural Born Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Kinky in the Kitchen, where every swirl, curl, coil, and wave is celebrated. You'll hear inspiring stories from women who have left straight hair, wigs, and weaves behind, despite the discrimination and bias, to reclaim their power by rocking their natural hair. Be it spiraled, kinky, defined, or straight. Whether you're already a natural sister or still finding the courage to unleash your beautiful coils, you're not alone, and you're in the right place. Let's get to know your host, She's passionate about inspiring Black women to rock their natural hair with confidence, teaching our Black natural hair-wearing women how to show up despite hair discrimination and biases. She's natural like you and rocks her kinks in the kitchen loud and proud. She's Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister. What's up, Natural Born Sister? It's your girl, Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister, a.k.a. Living My Best Life. Welcome to the Kinky in the Kitchen podcast, the show that highlights black women who are rocking their natural hair with confidence, despite discrimination and bias. So last week, we chopped it up with a beautiful, bubbly beauty, Miss Teriana Dennis. Now, she's been fully natural for about three years, she says, and she has a super sweet support system to support her, of course. And she's not giving up on her natural coils. She has been through discrimination through the workforce. She has led challenges with her mom due to her having a child from a man she barely knew, which brought out a beautiful young sister for her. But she is on the flip flop when it comes to her hair with the possibility of relaxing her hair. Now we had this conversation and she's no longer on the flip flop. Let this sister tell it. We shut that shit down. (laughs) Seriously. Right. But our conversation did inspire on both ends. Today, I want to chat it up about how natural hair ain't so natural anymore. You know, COVID made some changes for some most or most women who decided to or was forced to due to quarantine to go with their natural hair. And the opportunity to become natural was due to circumstance. However, for most, it was just a phase. And for others, it was the pressure of influencers who had the DIY so-called solutions go to possibly work for everyone, but it became so much work. It also became discouraging. But in defense of those influences, they were learning too. They took the time to show us whatever they research, but everything is always going to have a learning curve to it, right? So it was still pretty new when they started their vlogs, you know, on natural hair. And the fact that they took time to show us whether it was for us or not, meaning your hair texture and porosity levels, it was a great start to get you going if you wanted to embrace your natural hair. So those YouTube influencers were the original gangsters of natural hair styling. And a lot of them, they had style game. I'm give them that, you know, that I could never achieve on my own, you know, natural hair. And of course, I've had my complaints about it. It just never came out right. You know, and not realizing that I'm watching a tutorial from a 4AB sister and I'm sitting here with 4C hair. It wasn't until they started to learn about different hair types and textures that they would address textures. To let you know that there's no guarantee that you would achieve the same style the same way as they presented it in their tutorial. It was dependent on your hair texture for the most part. But You know, there's still several black women who may think that natural hair is ugly and they don't know what to do with it or they just stick to what they know. 
And it's not their fault. Right. Some of us can't get out of natural hair gel. We've been stuck in it for so many years. It's even gotten to the point where there are those who just don't want to deal with it. And they say that they just don't have the time. And I call that bullshit because why? You can't spend countless hours. You definitely can in a salon manipulating your hair into a texture that isn't yours and put someone else's hair on your hair. But don't say it takes time. You are contributing to a $2 billion. Is it $2 billion? Uh, 2.5? I don't know. I know this shit is still growing, but you contributing to this industry, sis, and it does not care what happens to you as a result of your hair actions. So let's talk about the things that can happen. Weeds can pull on your hair, create snatched edges. Wigs too can create snatched edges as well as from the glue and the tape. Because we want it to look flawless, right? And what about relaxes, sis? We know what lie is capable of once entered into our bodies. So what are we really doing here? And I was hoping that COVID would be that circumstance, that learning phase that gets you all amped to embrace your natural hair, as it was with me. But like in the last episode, I said, everyone does not need a circumstance or even get the chance to be in one or, or don't realize they've been in one to take advantage of. So COVID was worldwide. It affected everyone, right? Whether they had it or not, it had some sort of effect on it. So why didn't the majority of us use this deadly disease, whether just quarantine with it or sick with it to make the change to natural hair? I'm going to tell you why. It was all frustration. They got the taste of what the experience was like without help. And there was only YouTube, no hands-on help. And it was hard for most to pick up on tutorials. As I mentioned earlier, every tutorial is not for everybody. Some these hand, you know, some people need hands-on help because everybody's different. Look, we didn't need convenience. We were already stuck at home. So what was needed? Obviously, YouTube videos didn't work because if it did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It had to be hands-on and coaching. You know, I read this article during my research and a young woman by the name of uh, Talia Ray, who's 27 years old, she said, I'm going to read this. I definitely have friends who were like, it wasn't how I wanted it to turn out, she said. But for the purpose of it just maintaining and no one's seeing me, unless it's my close friends like on Instagram, I feel like a lot of people are less worried about the vanity And it's more, how do I maintain and care for my hair? Cute. So, you know, ladies were still trying to get their hair done right before and somewhat during the pandemic. Okay, I get it. I get it. Because even with natural hair, you still go to the hairdresser. But at least with dealing with your own natural hair, it's just that. And no looking for hair to sew on, no wigs and no relaxes. Just you getting familiar with your own hair and loving it for what it is and learning how to care for it and live with it exposed. That's the important word there, exposed. So for me, it's deep and emotional. I know to know what others feel about embracing it or not. It's no longer the new thing. It's just the thing. It's who we are. 
So I need to know, you know, I read another interesting article in the LA times by a gentleman by the name of Eric John. He's a staff writer. So I don't know much about him, but I just wanted to make sure I share that information. He quoted this, he quoted this contributor by the name of Tia Delaney. I don't know why that name um, strikes me. Like, I feel like I know that name, but anyway, she says, I think people in my generation, we still fall under that stigma as to how our hair looks and does it represent us, she said. And the younger generation, I think some of that stigma has been removed. And so they are more comfortable with their natural hairstyles. Now, I'm not sure exactly what generation I'm under the assumption. It's um, what's under Gen X, maybe millennial. So we're talking about people in their 20s, 30s. This is what I'm assuming, because if I'm Gen X, I'm nowhere near what she's talking about. So that makes sense. And the statement makes me remember the days of when we first came out and other women would ask you that infamous question. Is that your hair? Now, the purpose of knowing this information, I could not tell you. But what I can tell you is that it was damn embarrassing because how do you answer a question like that, something that first came out, it was all new to us. So if you said no, then you don't wear weave the next month or so, whenever that is, then it would be more questions, right? <laughs> so you damned if you do and you damned if you don't. Your hair is a whole shit show back then. For black women, we had so many ideas on how to hide our hair from its natural form and then have to think of what to answer if someone asked you about it. It was like a job you could not take time off from. And you were always working it, meaning you had to work it to look good and work it to keep it relevant by answering tons of questions that made no fucking sense. But just like natural hair coming out, there were no tons of questions. Uh, No, not that there were none, that they were tons of questions. Just like when you put fake hair in your hair, anything new will strike up questions, whether we like them or not. And they're just damn rude when you are the one being asked the question. You don't really care about answering. The same anxiety for women back then is presented in the women today. The ones who are trying to embrace their natural hair. Sure, there were confident black women all around us, but there were also those who were uncomfortable like myself. But what about the mental challenge of having to deal with their hair on their own? And if you had a dense texture, oh my God, I used to wish my hair was thicker, but I love the density of my hair now. Like my multi-texture crown gives me like the flexibility of style. When you have too much hair, you can be limited to styling. And that's just in my opinion, right? And some may think it's the other way around, but for me, it's not. You get more flexibility with less. And I've been on both sides of the fence, so I'm able to compare And being on both sides of the fence is because of my age. So I know what works, especially for me. Now, at my age, I don't want to maintain and style dense hair all the time. So it's very tiring. I need something quick and easy, you know, get stylish, something like that. (laughs) The trends in the beauty and hair industry care, you know, they show black women, you know, have been shifting away from chemically straightening and, and focusing more on looks that don't subject their hair to damage from frequent styling. And I can say for myself, even though I found my go-to style, 
I still struggle with my hair. I have hair challenge. So I'm going to do something about that. Um, I've been researching and looking into trichologists. And I think that just came up. Um, I think that just came up in a research that I've done with somebody. So I'm going to check it out. So listen to this. According to analyst Toya Mitchell of Mental, between 2015 and 2019, Braidswood extensions increased in popularity by 64%. Now listen up, y'all. I'm giving y'all statistics. I'm reading this. I searched this in Google. Wigs increased by 79%. And then weaves increased by 47%. So look at those numbers. It's kind of like, okay, so we got, uh, what we got extension 64%. And then we got wigs 79%. That's pretty high. The wigs being increased because remember when wigs first came out, wigs became very popular and everybody had a strategy of how to put a wig on your head. Everybody came out with something different. Excuse me. Ooh. Everybody came up with something different, whether it was tape, whether it was glue, whether it was a specific type of gel to get it on. But at first, when wigs really came out, we didn't have all that. So those lace wigs started to become popular. And that's when you started to use those things I just mentioned, like the tape and the glue and things like that. So what wigs did for us, it made us it gave us a flawless look when that first started happening. Nobody couldn't tell if it was a wig or not. And then it started getting so crazy, so intense. Excuse me. So intense that it started to look fake again. Now everybody could tell you wearing a wig. So that's how that happened because extensions, okay, extensions is not too far behind 64%. So we can say those mostly for people who are trying to transition, they want to use, what do you call those methods to protective hairstyles, right? 64%. So and weaves, 47%. 47%. Now we's kind of phasing out maybe because of the wigs around that time, 2019. Yeah. We, we was, was kind of phasing out, you know, the wigs sort of took over. So that's what the difference in those numbers are. So statistics show like fluctuation of going against the natural hair movement. And the reason it does not seem like it is because of natural hair's new found popularity. And the fact that natural hair is so popular these days, You can see the trend shift because popular is right in your face. Nothing else really matters. (coughs) Excuse me. So you see this quarantine that led to the circumstance was a fad. A good one. (laughs) A good one that we hope to be a trend, right? And not just only or any trend. A trend that defines the beauty of natural hair, who we are and what we are truly made of. Look, I don't want to get too corny here, but here's how I felt. It should have gone down. Leaders in the industry or celebrities who were natural hair enthusiasts or the ones who fell in love with their hair could have taken advantage of this unique temporary situation. Businesses do it all the time. They see a need and continue it with an idea that gives it strength and longevity. That's what successful businesses do. And they identify the want or need in a short amount of time and then bank on it. And I know it's hard for celebrities to help us when it comes to positivity or being ourselves because that's not what the white race wants in terms of those who are against black people being good at positivity or something they can bank on like sports players and rappers etc you you get my drift there 
These are all white-led organizations. Now, I'm going into my conspiracy theorist way of thinking. That's me. Yep. I believe that if we controlled all of our own, that makes it a whole lot worse, right? So there are positive leaders, athletes, and celebrities who stand on the right side of the fence and some are other dead black balls or you never hear from them again as a result of their efforts. So it's understood why most relevant people don't really get involved, but then you do come across a few brave souls who are willing to fight the cause. I even heard that Tracy Ellis Ross has a, has a, you know, created a documentary that highlights black women who are telling their natural hair stories. But now these are people, not regular people. These are people who've been in the spotlight. Um, it's people that have like some quarter, some quarter of a background that people know about. Basically it's not that like regular people like myself, but also, um, also hear that it's with Oprah Winfrey. So I thought that was very interesting because Oprah, she, I can say she was a, one of us, a statistic because she always had her hair relaxed. Now she wears it natural. So she's embracing it. So I'm proud of her for doing that. Now that's what I call a start right there. That's a start right there. And this is the same platform that I've created for sisters who want to celebrate their journey by sharing their stories with others and stories that can make possible change not only within themselves, but for others as well. I want us to all make the fat a trend. Let's give good reasons as to those who struggle during the circumstance should maintain and continue to embrace their natural hair. And I can give you a ton of reasons, but for the sake of time, because podcasts are on 24 hours, so I'll share a few, right? Create a PSA that showcases on your newsfeed timeline that says keep on embracing that beautiful hair sis you know because you see encouragement is the key to consistency and complimenting is also a way for someone to keep going because now they see that others notice it and it has been confirmed that it's nice so use your social media when you feel that there's an opening to something that is short-lived and you want it to keep going so joining, join or create a group to encourage others um, to join that may struggle. That was the first one. I should have said one, but two, there's the next one. Here's another way to Kim. Kim is keep it moving through the short lived. You would have to know this person to use this strategy as it is a personal way of inspiring them. So show interest and celebrate with them. Be more excited about them embracing their natural hair more than they are. Okay, that's important. And remember, a product, you can also recommend it if you know any, just to put a little spin on it or icing on a cake, whatever you want to call it. And if you don't find out just to show her you care about what she's done and she will see it, most likely continue it. And if, if they don't, your efforts still count. Efforts always get a high grade. So never worry about that because nothing is guaranteed. It's about our efforts. Our efforts will take notice whether sooner or later. It's like a catch on game. Most fads need that opportunity to catch on to be effective in longevity, but it takes patience. And that's what I'm here for the long run. I know that someone will catch on to what I'm trying to accomplish here. And that's to get a lot more black women to embrace their natural hair. And why is it so important to me? It is because I feel so, it feels so important to be 
who we are in addition to keeping us healthy. And you have some people who say, oh, we're going to die anyway. I don't like people who speak like this because it shows the ignorance. It shows the ignorance of life versus suffering. Of course, we're going to die. But who wants to suffer? And a lot of things that affect us get into our systems, bloodstreams and hang out there for a while until it gets worse. And then you have to go through suffering. Look, I'd rather die at an old age and not have to worry about my body hurts all the time. I can't breathe. I can't walk. I can't do this. I can't do that. So many lawsuits are going on for different products that were used over time because women got sick from using it. And cancer is the number one demon. I'm not going to get into it, but I just want to say I care. I know suffering through family members and and trust me, it's bad. It is, is, is really bad because it's just as bad for us, as, you know, as a family member as it is for the sufferer. So think about that. So let's start there. If the issue is because you need help, don't worry. I got you here. I'm also working on a retreat to help with this, sis. I'm working on with hairdressers, trichologists who can help with all the facets of your hair journey. The support will be phenomenal and we will also have fun doing it. Like I said earlier, you need help. This is something that needs to be handheld. So stay tuned for that information to come. The planning is in the works. Also, stay updated on events. Um, You have to join our Kinky in the Kitchen Facebook group. Subscribe to the YouTube channel where you're able to see our introduction video on every show and the outro. And listen, don't allow your hair shame to keep you from being natural. We've all been through it. And some of us are still going to go through it. Right? So remember, we're bringing you kinky content in the kitchen every Wednesday on your favorite cast. And remember, I rock the natural born sister tea. Of course. Deuces. That's all for today. What feelings are you left with? Do you have questions, thoughts? DM on IG at Natural Born Sister and let's talk about it. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They really help us grow and reach more women who need company on their hair journey. We'll chat it up next week.